Queensland Premier League season. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Chelsea Spot podcast. I hope you're all doing really, really well. Um, slightly different episode today, but I guess a bit back to the normal. If you know our podcast really well, we are going to be doing, well, covering quite a few games today, actually. So um, we are recording this in the Monday afternoon last uh, sorry, yesterday afternoon, Chelsea played Everton in the FA Youth Cup. That was broadcasted both on Everton and Chelsea's side. Chelsea managed to win 2-0. Um, so I've got some people along who managed to watch the game. I'll introduce them just in a minute. Uh, and we're going to just talk about that for a good 10, 20 minutes, whatever. Um, then I'm going to the 21s game tonight, which would have happened by the time you're listening to this. Um, so I'll talk about that hopefully in a review uh, for just five minutes. And then if I get enough people... To record with after the Middlesbrough game tomorrow again you that would have already happened for you uh in the cup game semi-final of the Carabao Cup second leg we're one nil down I will put that in the episode but yeah there's minimum going to be two games covered in this episode and hopefully a third if I get enough people for the Middlesbrough um but let's just kick it off with the FA Youth Cup and yeah it was a 2-0 world before I, we get into it I should introduce our guest the first one is Nick you've been on a few times how are you doing mate what's up Paul thanks for having me again uh excited to talk about the Youth Cup game no worries at all. And Alexander, you've been on once before. Uh, makes a comeback. How, how are you? Yeah, I'm good. Uh, it's a pleasure, obviously, to come back. Lovely stuff. Um, let's just let's just I I I will open it up. Um, yeah, Nick, I'll come to you first. Just thoughts on the overall game. We'll go into a few players and specific stuff in general and at moments. But yeah, thoughts thoughts on the game in general. Thought it was a really mature performance. Um, obviously, it's tough having to play well about eighty minutes of the game with ten men um, in some pretty tough windy conditions as well. But I thought we held in. Um, thought overall we we dominated the game. They Everton did have their chances, but I felt like we were in control for the most part, and we were super clinical with our chances. Um, so very mature performance and. I, I was kind of concerned at the end because it's been a little bit of, well, it just happens in academy football where the last 10 minutes can kind of be all over the place. And you can see a lot of, e- even two no leads aren't safe in academy football, but I was really happy that we were able to hold on and see out a clean sheet in the end as well. Yeah, I totally agree. So uh, Nick mentioned we went down to 10 men, but yeah, it was Caden Wilson, 10 minutes in, um, he was just, it was a 1v1 sort of running back and he tried to get on the other side of the attacker, must have clipped him, he's gone down and it was, it, was, it was a clear red card in the sense that he was last man. I think it was a bit, I don't want to say harsh, it was unfortunate for Caden because I barely really touched him and he tried to go round him rather than fouling him, um, but I think it was a red card. And I think I was, I was definitely right. I think before coming into the game, I think most Chelsea fans would have been pretty confident um, ahead of this one, sort of Everton are, are bottom in there in the North Premier League, we are... You know, if we win our game in hands, um, and we're going to be top of the South Premier League, we're pretty much favourites for quite a few competitions this year, which we're in at the under-18s level. Um, so I think we were pretty confident coming into this game. But then as soon as we went down to 10 men, we had a good start. First 10 minutes, we were 
you know, playing well despite the, the dodgy conditions, as you said. Um, and when, as soon as we went down to 10 miles, I was like, oh no, you know, is this really going to be happening? Um, but, you know, we showed so much professionalism in the rest of the game and we were we were really mature. Um, and that first goal from Danelle McNeely was so important. And then Tyreek George followed up in the second. But before we get into that, um, Alexander, I don't know if you had any extra thoughts on, on the game in general and you maybe wanted to talk about the goals or whatever, go for it. Yeah, very good performance, as Nick said, mature. Um, down to 10 men very early, but they stuck to it and performed really well. Uh, they ran a lot, and as you guys said, it was very windy. Like You could hear the, the wind during the stream, so yeah. that definitely played a part. And you could see like we, when we were trying to play from the back, like they weren't even trying to pass the ball in the air because it got slower. Um, about the goals, well, it started pretty early because George hit the crossbar with that strike from far. Um, and then McNeely did what he does, so he scored the banger essentially. Um, and then the second half, we were playing with the wind this time, and George took his goal very well. Another wonderful goal from him. Mm, not much opportunities in between, I think, or I don't remember. But yeah, they defended really well, like really, really well. Everyone. Mm, and yeah, onto Paris, I think. Yeah. Um... Nick, Alexander mentioned the, the defence and sort of how strong they were. They, it was a really impressive performance, wasn't it? Yeah, I think all around. Uh, and it was cool to see uh, guys kind of switch around position. Even McMahon kind of moved to right back um, at, at one point. And then Josh Achiampong moved a little back to centre back. And I know he can switch between centre back and right back. He's got pretty good size, but... Um, I'm really excited about him moving forward for the future. He's really, really good player. Um, I like the way he's able to uh, – he's got good body control, so he's able to move his body around and, and defend at, at multiple angles that I think is something we see people in the senior squad struggle with. Um, so it's really cool to see him have that athleticism um, while still having really good technical ability and offers really good attacking threat down the right as well. Um, he was still able to get forward a few times, um, even though he was playing center back. Uh, I believe he was the one who played the the pass that had the the pre assist for uh, McNeely's goal, um, if, if I'm right. Um, but no, a really strong performance. Uh, Murray Campbell was uh, fantastic. He he's such a sound defender as well. Uh, really smart reader of the game. Uh, I always felt like he was in the right spot. Um, doesn't shy away from from a tackle uh, as well. Um, I, I was really excited when when Moneyface came on and, and kind of ejected some pace down that left hand side. It, it was fun to kind of watch him be turned loose. Um, but no, the whole back line super impressive. Um, obviously, Everton did have a couple chances. It's just the nature of being down to ten men and also it being academy football, but. I thought we defended the box really well. Uh, 
you know, the ball was bouncing in there um, a couple times and we'd clear it, block shots. Um, the wind, as, as Alexander said, was also super tough, especially that first half. It was blowing right back into our face. Um, and so they just really they, they dealt with the tough situations well, which is which is really exciting to see for for such a young team as well. Yeah, hundred percent. I thought the yeah starting from Max in goal. I think he had one or two shaky moments. Uh, one where he sort of dropped it from a corner, picked it up fine, but then second one when he passed it to Keanu Dyer, who had two men on him, and you know we got away with it, and he made a save in the end. But his shot stopping is pretty good, and I think his game management really improved as the game went on. We was wasting a lot of time, which you sort of need at ten men when one or two nil up, um, and that you know, and I think as well with the second half goal kicks, it was actually really good that the the wind was pushing it away from him so he sort of realized that if i can just get it away from my goal and get it towards the opposing corner um we can stay high up the pitch and and not really have any problems in in his own half so i thought that was pretty good from max um and then yeah the defenders as you said i thought they were all really really strong i think ishe samuel smith's uh ishe samuel smith sorry i watched him in the 21s game against united in the three to win when we scored the last minute winner and i think that was by far his best game of the season um he was, he's he's been all right this season. We haven't really watched too much of him, but I thought against United he was outstanding. And once again, uh, he followed it up with a really good performance against his brother actually, um, against uh, Everton yesterday. And he was playing in the sort of left back role, and I couldn't stop thinking about how Pochettino is sort of playing Levi Colwell um, in that left back role, and how Isha would really fit that well. As much as it's not happening, but yeah, Isha was really yes. strong both defensively and defensively. And then the two next to him, as you said, Harrison Murray Campbell and Joshua Chiampong, as soon as we went down to 10 men, Chiampong uh, came into centre-back. He was outstanding, both on and off the ball, making really good blocks and interceptions, driving forward, good passes, and Harrison Murray Campbell was a proper leader. Uh, again, as you say, really good defensive instincts. So it was a, you know, it's it's never easy when you're down to 10 men um, in terms of defending, but they, they did really well. And a lot of that also comes from the front sort of midfielders and attackers which we'll come on to um but alexander i will i will throw you over to the wing backs um well temporary wing backs in harrison mcmahon and sort of tyreek george uh i thought both got on really well during the game well that's true um what should i say more um george <laughs> <laughs> nearly scored the banger, as I said. And then, well, they had to defend and they had to run. And they did their jobs. Well, McMahon was very good, especially when he faced that big guy. I think he was a left winger. And, like, mm. he tried, not the guy tried to make him, I think, and he just turned around, like, spinned the ball around and played from the back. So, yeah. Um, and, George, yeah, great goal from him. Did he do anything more? Get him in the first Pro- team. Probably, probably. Yeah, Nick, do you want to talk about Tyreek George? Because he's had a pretty a pretty good last few weeks. Yeah, he's he's had a great a great season so far. Um, at, obviously, I, not a lot of the games get streamed, so I don't get to watch all of them. Uh, but all the ones I've watched with Tyreek, he's been probably one of our most threatening players um, on on any given day. Um, I thought he had another uh, 
cracking goal um, again. I, I know he loves one of those. I uh, just hit off the post at the very uh, beginning of the game. Um, but his second goal, I mean, it was it's a beautiful goal. You can't even really describe it. It's it's one you have to go see the clip for yourself. Um, and it was at such an important part of the game because I felt like Everton were kind of starting to get control of the match and that uh, uh, a potential uh, they were they were going to claw their way back into the uh, to make it a one one game. Um, but then Tyreek, I mean, just so clinical, um, kind of created a moment of magic for himself and, and a, just a wonderful finish with his weak foot. Um, if you can say he has one of those because he's really good with both of his feet. Um, I, I love the aggressiveness that Tyreek plays with. I always feel like he's trying to make things happen. And I always feel like he's looking for his shot, um, which which is really cool for uh, an academy player. And I hope he, he doesn't lose that when he does eventually start to get minutes at the senior level because he, you'll, he'll need that ruthlessness, especially um, with the way forwards are nowadays. Yeah, 100%. I think when you have his ball striking ability, it makes total sense to be as confident as, confident as sort of he is when, when, he, when he takes a shot. That, that first shot in the first half when it hit the crossbar just came out of nowhere, just drove past two players and just... Absolutely smacked it. Yeah, so he needs like no lift. Like he he yeah. gets the shot at it. It's really it's really special ability. Um, I'm I'm he's super exciting, and I mean that's the yeah. type of player. So like just a general point. This is where Chelsea keep making the same mistakes as a club. Like so, Antonio Nusa is a bright, exciting player around Europe. Yes, left winger. We were maybe after him in the summer. Spurs are after him now. It would be very much a Chelsea thing to go hijack that deal and just completely ignore Tyree George. Whereas Tyree George can be that same caliber player if you just give him the type of pathway and development that he deserves. So, I mean, we've been asking for this for years now, but... You know, I just want the best for these guys. So hopefully, Tyreek can get his chance either here or somewhere. It also it also links really well, I think, that point to um, Diego Moreira coming back from his loan from Leon. Now he played against Wimbledon uh, in the uh, Carabao Cup in the sort of earlier on the season. He was awful, but nothing, to, not really to do with that, you know, because that point isn't now he's played for two clubs this season, so he can't really go on loan unless he goes on loan to like Norway or MLS. I can't really see that happening. Reports have suggested that he's going to be sticking around. Um, and just like Washington, him sticking around means he's not going to really be getting first team minutes because let's be serious, he's absolutely nowhere near that level. Um, and that means he ends up playing 21's minutes. And him doing 21s minutes means less minutes for Tyree George because at the moment, if you're looking at the under 21s attackers, you still have Jimmy J. Morgan, Ronnie Stutter, Leo Castledine, um, Donnell McNeely, David Washington, Tyreek George, Dujuan Richards could be around, Diego Moreira now. So, like, it's a stacked front three and the stacked players who can play there. And if you're looking at players out of those lists who are likely to go out, I'm not sure there are that many. Leo Castledown, yeah, potentially could go on in January, but I suspect Jimmy will stick around, Have you know, since he can play the under-18s. Donnell will probably stick around. Um, 
David Washington, I really cannot see going out on loan, especially with a sort of searching for a striker. Um, Breuer potentially being linked with a move away. Jackson being currently at AFCON duty. So, like, Tyreek George is a player who needs to be starting 21 minutes now and then playing it for 18s in the important games. And you just worry that the, you know, there isn't that much space for him. And a lot of that isn't because the 21 sort of homegrown products are outstanding and they're getting in his way. It's because these signings who we intended to not be with the 21s are having to end up with the 21s because of poor squad planning and poor decisions and things like that. So, yeah, it's going to be frustrating if Tariq does end up, you know, just getting five, ten minutes from the 21s and, and not really having an impact in the next few months. And, you know, normally how the club has always done is in the January transfer window that, you know, there is going to be movement from the 21s and a lot of 18s do move up. So hopefully we do see that happen. Um, and someone like Danel and Tyreek, we can get starting in the next few games. Um, but, but yeah, Alexander, I just mentioned him, Danel, and you can probably talk about Jimmy as well, the other striker. But, yeah, I thought Danel was... Was was really good once again, and you know his, his goal really topped it off. Yeah, he might be the best player on earth. <laughs> yeah, he's honestly the guy. <laughs> yeah. You know, Ron. Yeah, he, yeah, he he's incredible. Um, the way he receives, the way he dribbles, the way he strikes off players, the way he finishes his actions, the how strong he is, how good technically he is, how consistent. How good of the ball. Like I'm um you know, I'm lost for words a bit. And I was thinking the other day, like you have guys like Donnell and Keanu Dyer who are young and like two, three years ago, obviously you can't really compare that, but you had guys like Charlie and Jude and it took them a while to like adapt to twenty one football like PO2 and those guys are already like very good on this level and yeah yeah that's that's a really good point to make actually um someone like Jude Sunset Bell is was clearly a very talented striker and he's doing very well in the PO2 this season actually uh could move away to a league one or championship club on loan but we sort of saw him take a you know, take a while to sort of get adapted to 21's football. Um, and Donnell has sort of come in. He's played, He's this season, he's played six games, but I think two or three of them have been subs, and he's scored four goals already in the under-21s. I think he's averaging across the 18s and 21s a goal or assist every 55 minutes or 60 minutes or something ridiculous like that. And with Donnell, I've said this before, but I'll say it again. The first time I watched him was um, in person was at Cambridge away last year, last season in the FA Youth Cup. And we lost that game either one or two now, I can't remember. Um, and what impressed me the most was about, it just his, was just his overall play. It was, he was running everywhere. He was back to goal, was outstanding. Um, and then, I so I didn't really know too much about him at this point. And I watched him and then switched people afterwards. And then you find out that he was the highest goal scorer at the under 16 level. And he's got all that to his game on top of the finishing ability and the, the ability to arrive in the box. And his two goals against um, United really topped that off. Uh, the highlights, I'm sure, were out. But the first one, he sort of, his instinct finished to just whack it and it goes in off the crossbar. And the second one, you should see, go and watch it back. He sort of 
runs pretty much from the halfway line, sprints into the box, takes a touch and a lovely finish and, and scores. And, and yesterday against Everton, again, on the counter, knows exactly where to be. Ishe finds him really well. It's a great touch outside. It opens up the body and just the keeper even reads that he's going in that corner. Um, he's there early. But Donnell's shot power and accuracy just takes it into the top ends. And it was a much-needed guard, a much-needed time. So I think I'm... So excited by the now, and it's going to be interesting to see what what the plan is for him in the next year. I suspect next season he he'll be looking to be starting every single under twenty ones game and really having an impact. Yeah, um, being the main man, kind of. Exactly, but the fact that he can still play eighteens this season is so exciting because I think the under eighteens have this really talented group, um, and to think we were missing players like Travis Akamea yesterday, Shim Wecker, um and some others, and Golding was on the bench. You know, it's it's going to be really exciting, especially as, you know, where I think if we win our game or two in hand, we go top of the Premier League, and the under-18s, we're still in the FA Youth Cup, uh, we're in the quarters of the PL Cup, and we're also in knockout stages of the under-17 Cup. Um, so it's just going to be, you know, a really fun sort of next few months, hopefully, and... I believe they're actually streaming that quarter game in the under-18 Premier League Cup. I think it's against Leicester. It's on the 3rd of Feb. I think they will be streaming that one. Um, so do keep that in the calendar. But yeah, I think overall, um, it was just a, a really strong performance. We have Crystal Palace away in the next round. Um, that game needs to get played, I think, by the 10th of Feb. Uh, something like that, and they'll probably be at Crystal Palace's training ground, could be at Selhurst Park. Um, Man United are out of the competition, Arsenal are out of the competition after they just got smacked by Liverpool, uh, West Ham are out of the competition, City are still in, Liverpool still in, Spurs are still in. Um, but I think Chelsea definitely, people will be keeping an eye on us. I don't know if any of you had any extra thoughts on the game, I'll open it up to either of you. Um, but yeah. I'll just say I love. McNeely as much as you guys do. Awesome. <laughs> He's, I, like I said, I don't get to watch him often, but when I do, it is it is a pleasure. He's a, he's a fantastic player. And I forgot to shout out Samuel Smith when I was talking about the defenders. Yeah, he was he he was also uh, super impressive uh, yesterday. And very similar to Josh, they're just both and they they can really just handle kind of any situation that's thrown at them. I, I like how versatile they are as defenders, but also how good on the ball they are as well. They're they're just good proper uh, modern defenders. Hundred uh, percent, Alexander. Any last minute thoughts? And Jimmy, um, let's say he did some nice stuff back to go and engaged in some jewel. I think that's enough. Um, <laughs> Josh Achampong was fantastic, like rock solid. Um, who else? Ishe was good. Caden, not so much. Other than that, Dyer was shaky a bit, but then he patterned up and was alright. Um, McMahon, good performance by him, especially when he switched to the positions. And didn't look out of place like he's a footballer. And the way he runs always kills me. The way he runs always kills me because like he he goes to that goes to the uh, how do you say it in English? Aerodynamic shape, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like he, 
like his posture. I, yeah. I see it. Yeah, I see it. <laughs> Perfect. Um, okay. Well, I think that's a good way to wrap up the first section of the pod. Um, Nick and Alexander, thank you very much for coming on. Um, I will put you know go and check them out if they if you haven't already if you don't really know about them it'll be in the tweet there it'll be in the link in the description below as well um go and follow them but yeah that'll be it for the 18s coverage i'll just quickly talk about one minute the 21s yeah we're playing colchester united tonight in the uh i think it's called the english cup english premier league cup one of them uh it's a group stage game but we are already qualified for the knockout stages so it's a bit more comfortable in that sense um We've heard, I mean, you'll know by now, but we've heard Rio, I'm just not even going to bother saying his surname, the 16-year-old Rio, uh, talented player, supposedly, um, according to people, um, is going to be in the squad. Landon Emanalo, who's the son of Michael Emanalo, who's going to be in the squad. We've heard names like Michael Golding and Frankie Runham could be in the squad as well, um, since they were on the bench yesterday and didn't get that many minutes. Um, so, yeah, overall, I just think it'll be a, a good opportunity to watch some younger players play against some proper seniors, see how they get on. Um and yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to tonight's game. Um, but yeah, I'll hopefully be doing a five minute review of that. So that'll be a, a thirty minute pod, and then if we can get people after the Middlesbrough game, we'll talk about that as well and add that on. If not, that should be all right. But yeah, thank you very much again for Nick and Alex Sander for coming on, and we'll sort of cut to me speaking about the twenty ones game. Thanks for having me, Parth. As always, brother. Always, no problem. Hello everyone, um, I've just come back from the under-21s game in the English Premier League Cup against Colchester United, um, Chelsea won 4-1 in a really, really impressive sort of uh, performance and victory, uh, completely deserved, we were 3-0 up after what, 20-30 minutes and just dragged it out uh, to a really comfortable victory, but yeah, it was a, it was a really top performance from a, from a side which hasn't really played together that much it's mixed of you know 21s players and under 18s players and even some under 16s on the bench which I'll come on to um but yeah overall it's a it's a really strong start Frankie Runham got the opening goal uh inside what five minutes or something he turned beautifully and just smacked it in the corner a really good um finishing that sort of started the game off and was the reason we played so well for the remaining part but yeah he sort of played in this right wing slash deeper role um, and was, was impressive. It was, it was his under-21s debut. Um, he obviously didn't play in the under-18s FA Youth Cup um, yesterday for me when I'm recording this. And yeah, I thought he was really impressive. Um, and then the two goals was followed up by Michael Golding and Zane Silkot-Dubry. Uh, Michael Golding was again after a really nice move. Frankie ran down the right-hand side, puts in a beautiful cross. Chibwese, I think, maybe went for the touch to finish it himself, but the touch fell to Michael Golding, who just had to tap it in. Um, and yeah, Michael's someone who's playing with a lot of confidence, I think, since his, you know, he got his professional debut. You just see him, he just seems a bit more fluid. He's happy to play these one-twos around. He just seems a bit more confident, and it's really nice for him. Um, and Chinonzo himself, again, he was someone who got his 21s debut. Uh, I thought he did really well. He was a constant threat. He was playing up top. Perhaps hasn't played up top for a while. He has played there before. Um, and Zane Silcott-Dubi was the other one I mentioned. Um, who, who, yeah, has just been like scoring goals and getting assists in the last sort of month or two and has really sort of grown into the side in terms of getting goal contributions. And he's been a real asset for this team. And, it's, you know, he's been playing right wing back. Um, perhaps someone who may 
in the previous years would have preferred to be playing in midfield or in the front three, but I thought that this wing back role really suits him and he seems to be he seems to be doing really well. Um but yeah, I think everyone was really good, even when you go to the back. Teddy Sharman Lone was back. I was surprised not surprised to see him play, but he his recall announcement only got announced a few hours before and he just got put straight in the starting lineup. He is really vocal, is what I noticed. Um, like really, really loud. All our keepers are loud, but he's really, really loud. And it was just nice to see him back playing. Um, the goal which we conceded was nothing to do with his, whole, his fault. Uh, unfortunately, Somto Boniface in sort of the last few minutes just a lapse of concentration, lost the ball, and the, he got chipped very well, actually. Um, but nothing Teddy could do. He had a good game, not really much to do. The defenders in front of him, I thought, were outstanding, actually. Billy G is someone who you know, has started to play a lot more games this season. Um, more as a centre-back, I think he would, he, him and his camp would probably prefer him to play midfield, but I, I actually do really like him at centre-back and he made some really important tackles um, and looked really good. I was really happy with Billy today, probably my man of the match, but could have gone to quite a few others. Um, Richard Alise was back. He's been back for a, f- a few games now, a right centre-back, and it's just, a, a, you know, it's really, really nice just to see him playing. He was really good today. I was really impressed. It was probably the first game I actually focused on him um, rather than looking at perhaps some of the midfielders and attackers and I was really impressed some nice tackles some drawing balls and he's for not for someone who's not the biggest lad um he really gets stuck in duels and was impressive uh impressive Zach Sturge was that left centre back he just did Zach Sturge things yeah pretty pretty solid performance all round um Somto was that left wing back I mentioned he made that mistake for the goal which you conceded but he was a constant threat down the left hand side I think his touch was his first touch was off maybe once or twice but I think that's me being very harsh on him because um, of the high standards I expect of Somto, but he was a constant threat. Um, it sort of showed his thing. I talked about Zane on the other side. In the midfield, too, of Samuel Raksaki and um, Reese Alexander Russell Denny, both really impressive, I thought, today. Uh, they just kept it composed, kept it, kept on moving the ball. Um, you know you're, what you're going to get from them, from Sam especially. You're going to get him gliding with the ball. Reese was really sharp on the turn, kept things moving. They were good defensively. Very happy with them too. Um, and then the front three, I mentioned Frankie, I mentioned Chinonzo, and then Michael as well. Michael had a solid game, as I said, as well. Um, but yeah, people as well were looking forward to the bench. On the bench, you had two under-16s and Landon Emelano, who is a left-back or centre midfielder. He came on a midfield, quite impressive, won a few tackles, kept it moving, looked good. Um, and then Rio Ingamoha, I don't know how to say his surname, I'm going to find out soon. Uh, he, uh, he, you know, he didn't get the ball, I think, that much, but when he did probably three or four times he always looked to dribble his dribbling looked really really strong he was weaving in and out uh, sending players everywhere and it was really impressive for a 16 year old or 15 year old to to sort of have that impact and he's a really tiny lad in that sense as well in terms of height um, but he he suited him very well uh, Ole Gunju came on at centre back was nice to see him play 20 was the first time I was watching him didn't really have to do much um and Janice Santri had a few few good runs down the right hand side as well, playing on right centre back. He came on for Richard, um, the sort of Swedish English international. So, yeah, overall it was a really impressive performance. Um, and yeah, we're buzzing with that. You know, we we are already through to the knockout stages, but it just topped it off really nicely. Five wins out of five, I think. Now, that was in the group stages of that competition. And yeah, I think that wraps it up really nicely now. I don't know if the pod is ending here. Uh, if I can get a review done of the Middlesbrough game, it depends on the people. At the moment, only one is confirmed, so probably won't be in it. Um, but if we get some people tomorrow, then 
there'll be a review of that game. If not, then I hope that goes really well. Um, thank you very much for listening and we'll, we'll catch you next time. Cheers.